morning, niaje niaje, good evening, good afternoon. Sijui unasikiza hii podcast kutoka wapi. I don't know what time it is where you are, but I'm so happy that you're listening, that you're tuned in, and I'm grateful that you're sharing this podcast. Welcome to Living Truthfully. This is episode 24. My goodness. Let me tell you guys. If you ever want to do something, just start. Like any, don't don't overthink it. Start and you'll find yourselves 24 episodes later. We are having a conversation on dads. What's your relationship with your father like? Are you a dad? What kind of dad do you want to be? This is the conversation we're having this series. And I have a man's man in studio. Yani ndume akomeo. Listen, many years ago, it sounds like such a long time I can't remember when, but there was this magazine that was called Adam Magazine. And this magazine was shaping the narrative of men in Nairobi, but Kenya, really. This magazine had an editor. And this guy would write and he'd make me feel like I I needed to go back to man school. Everything from fashion, from how I dressed, to how I spoke, to how I treated the women in my life, to even what I should be drinking. This guy was sort of shaping that narrative for me. I was super starstruck when I first met him. Now we've sort of become acquaintances and hopefully really good friends. One day, ladies and gentlemen, welcome with me, the one and only super writer or younger. Pala. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's a nice introduction, man. It is the truth, though. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Oyunga, you can even hear the voice, Maze. It could just be some... <laughs> there's a man in the room. Oyunga, welcome and thank you for yeah, coming to Living Truthfully. Yeah. I'm so grateful that you're here. Congratulations, number 24. That's a... Uh... It's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, bro, you've spent I don't know how many years now writing. Mm. Your your uh, column Mantok and you know the magazine Adam. Yeah. But even some of your uh, articles that were not necessarily, you know, in a in a set space for men, yeah. have focused on the man. Mm. Why? I think it was more incidental. Huh? Mm-hmm. It, it was it wasn't like I just sort of set out to to, to speak about guys. You know? yeah. like I guess in a way that's the parallel to your story of where you begin by by just speaking about your reality. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and my reality back in the days then I guess in the in the late 90s was just as a guy in campus just trying to figure life out. Mm-hmm. So you can only speak to that reality. Yes. And then I, then then just also there's also that junction of what is happening during the that time. Mhm. Um, the whole women's rights movement was really big. Yes, uh, the 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 sort of like big assault on patriarchy and 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 some you know pretty much covert male hating. Yes, you can't yes, quite yes, say yes. man bashing. Yeah, That's you, what it you, was. you really can't say. We're, these days we're so PC, you know. <laughs> um, but those are the '90s, man, yeah. the late '90s. So you could speak a little bit more freely. Mm. Huh? And yeah, and so that's so that's the space I'm entering into. Mm-hmm. So you, to have any authority, you can only speak about your your reality. That's and true. so I found myself um, speaking as a guy because I got an opportunity in um, in a newspaper, which, mm-hmm. then, which then became my home for almost ten years, mm-hmm. the Saturday Magazine mm-hmm. in, in the Nation, huh? mm-hmm. and there was a space called the Amanto Column, mm-hmm. and in the the Saturday Magazine was basically oriented for the female demographic, yes, female yes, consumers, yes, yes, and. The editor at the time, mm-hmm. um, Roderanger, said, "Hey, you think you can sort of uh, write into this space?" Mm. It was very sort of accidental. Mm. And then the more and more you write, you start writing like sort of like from a humorous perspective, just mm. like you know, a more lad talk. Yes. And you start getting more and more feedback, mm. and instead of getting more and more criticism, yes. and then you're forced to sort of like step up your game. Yes. And before you know it, you're forced to look at the reality as it is, mm. and then really look at the reality through a gender lens, and start realizing, hang on a minute. There's something that's going on here that nobody's talking about, you yes. know, because it's just assumed that all men are. It's like we're homogeneous, we're yes. equal. Yes. 
but there was a power structure there that was not being talked to mm. especially as a nyeudi man you know as an yes. african man mm. our, our reality was not being articulated well so i found myself sort of lending a voice to it mm-hmm. and then over the years you know you just become associated with it and it's not like the issues are over but i'm glad now the conversation has sort of broadened it has. and to find guys like you also speaking to the same space mm. so it, it was worthwhile you know to have stepped into that space it, while it, I did. it really was and i think mm. it, you did you stepped up for many of us mm. and 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 so you were you were really in a sense a guiding lens Uh, I don't know if you saw that responsibility. Well, th- thank, but thank God I didn't. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you could you could have you could have led many of us astray. astray you, know? Man, you know what I mean? And and then you, and then you get so caught up in the role. You know? Yes, yeah, yes. You know? So mm. so you really were a guiding lens, and I'm and I'm glad that happened because mm. I started to ask my, myself questions about mm. you know the kind of man that I wanted to be, yeah. and the kind of man that even I'm becoming, and and why this why I think this is an important conversation to have mm. is because I think the things that you realized then. Mm. I'm starting to see them now. Yeah. I'm starting to see that because the man has been silent even mm. though this you know the narrative about male privilege mm-hmm. because we have not talked about the things that are affecting us then they are assumed to be non-existent. Mm. And so that space keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller for us. You said in the, in an article that we're going to refer to just now Um then we get into a crisis. Yeah, completely. Mm. And the crisis we have right now is a fatherless generation. That 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 is spot on. It's 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 until you understand what the role of a father is and that's part of the problem, you know, mm. because when put out there's a fatherless crisis it's like okay, but what really What, what are I fathers mean, for? What are fathers for? I mean, there's a lot of single mothers, single mm. brother rather for. I've been asking the question here. Mm. Are dads important? Yeah. It's 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 more it's more than just be, it's no more than just a biological thing. It's not mm-hmm. just that it's not it's not about maleness. It's, yes, it's about stepping into a role and an obligation and, mm-hmm. and living that. And it's also a, it's also a societal role because mm-hmm. you realize you don't father alone. You know, mm-hmm. you, you are fathered. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's many fathers. So if mm-hmm. I I don't owe my makeup to one guy because mm-hmm. that guy was out of my existence by the time I was 15. Mm-hmm. So if if I relied on him alone. I I basically negate the influence of all the fathers that I ran around and mm. I just kept on picking them up randomly as I've gone and mm. I, as I still do. Mm-hmm. You know, at my age I still got guys I consider fathers. Yes. So that has been lost. So people don't know it. And then the other thing is that we've not talked enough about what fathers do. There's a Mother's Day, you know. Um, yes. you know, there's a we said the joke is that Father's Day is is on the same day as toilet day. You know, you know that. This I, is I, a, I had about yeah, yeah I had you know, so. uh, last year that's when I first saw that <laughs> It's a sick, dark joke. Uh, so it, it does have it does have consequences. Now, the, the, the way we treat some of this, uh, if there's no owner in the unit. Mm. So, so what has happened, and then of course there's a historical context to it, people don't realize what slavery and colonization has done to basically mirror households. Eh? Mm. Yeah, what has done to the African stability framework mm. it's 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 damage has also been very deliberate so there's a lot of historical issues that that go into it that have led us to this position you know so we mu- we mustn't forget that and on to tell guys uh, oyunga wrote an incredible article on this it's on his uh, website oyungapala.com but yeah. i also know it's on the online magazine that you're editing now it's the, the elephant huh? the, the elephant.info yeah. oyunga what's the role of a father according to you I'll try. Um I'll say fathering, which mm-hmm. is just basically, you know, teaching a boy how to be a man mm-hmm. and a man in the sense of navigating the world, mm-hmm. right? Now every society has its has its roles, eh? Yes. So it's a man, I mean if if I if I grew up in a sort of if my dad was a hunter, mm-hmm. yeah, then you teach me about the reality of my role within that hunting society, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If my dad was a politician mm-hmm. and he wanted to bring me up as a politician in terms mm-hmm. of like okay, protecting the power matrix mm-hmm. or politics mm-hmm. in the family, then you bring a that's a role of fathering. Mm-hmm. So that's number one, just basically nurturing 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 children eh? yes yes yeah then there's also fathering from the point of just a protector because mm. we come from the point of we, we there's no illusion and this days we this liberal world sometimes just slaps us all the way mm. badly mm-hmm. 
the world is not a nice place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because you know you happen to live in a bubble and somehow you don't, you are forgetting that there's a whole there are whole brothers standing out there in the cold of the night just to ensure that you sleep well in your house. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we sort of forget these things. We become very blind to our mm-hmm. privileges. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a protector role that sort of men are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. There's a provider role. So I look at a protector role, a provider role, and a nurturing role. Mm-hmm. Now, provider role has sort of been abused because we look at the economic interests of chums. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. it, it's it's been reduced to only like an economic, mm-hmm. you know, like a, economic payoff. You mm-hmm. know, so that mm-hmm. means as a man, that means you you get broke. Yes. Man, it's just like your status is lost. Yes. But men provide many things. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and they provide reassurance. They provide, you know, they provide dignity. They provide a whole bunch of provide other things. Provide security. Security as well. Security. Exactly. Yeah. They provide identity. Yeah. Provision cannot be limited down to economics. To huh? finance. Yeah. yeah. And then and then the last the thing for me, the thing that I came and I found that when I, when I really diagnosed and said what was really important mm. was this thing I'm calling presencing, mm. the ability to be present. Mm. Because you see, even 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 as a man now, a guy who can identify as a father now, mm-hmm. and and identify as a father before I had a biological child of my own, because uh-huh. mm-hmm. I always knew the point of the role. Yes. Um, is I found the most important thing because we don't have it figured out. Because mm-hmm. always assumption just because you're an older age and you're a father, you're yes. supposed to have it figured out. Yes. No, 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 no. As, as, as parents, as we know, man, I, we I can are, tell you, we are fumbling properly. You know, even my old man is fumbling. Yeah. yeah, And part of this nonsense that we see happening in our lives here is a result of the fumbling of our folks. Yes, that's true. But what I what I found makes the difference is the presencing, the fact mm. that you, somebody is always there and he's, you know, he's trying his best, he's fumbling, but he's always mm. there to say, you know what, mm. I. I'm here. Yeah. I'm present. Yes. You know, even in all my my flawed state of, mm. of, of, of being, I'm present. Mm. You know, I'm just a man. You know, another, another thing. No, I'm, I'm not a god. I'm just mm. a man. Mm. But I'm trying. Mm. For me, that's what gave me a lot of strength. So when I look at what I call my father's generation, at least mm. the men that I looked up to, mm. I mean, I look at, they've got huge flaws. Mm. But given the circumstances under which they were living yes. and what they did and what I, they knew at what the they time. knew yeah. and I applaud their efforts to a great degree because now I'm standing in their shoes and I'm like wow I'm not even a measure of the kind of men they were. I've I've come to also appreciate my old man and and those men like you say the, the people that have fathered me. Mm. Now as an adult and as a dad I appreciate them much more than I did of course when I was young and foolish. Eh? Mm. Because I see it. I see exactly what you're saying. I mean, my old man, he has worked hard. So hard with much less opportunity than I have. Yeah. And we've turned out pretty decent. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, and then look at how many families and and they are fathering, you know, like in terms mm. of life and in terms of exactly. providing for, yeah. just looking out for mm. the, the whole point of the social network that yes, those guys were just yeah. and without complaining like they yeah, stepped yeah, into yeah. the role and they just did it fuck you never know until the the bugger falls dead and then the funeral they say everybody's claiming and you're like no I thought he was only mine and then there's like <laughs> all these people are like you know like Jesus you know you, you actually alluded to it and, and allow me to go there and yeah. let's talk about your dad yeah. what, what was his name my dad's name was Henry Henry Francis I don't know those <laughs> names. Henry Francis of the Ambo mm-hmm. Henry Francis of the Ambo yeah. you say mm-hmm. he left uh, he passed on when you were 15 yeah he passed on when I was 15 um, just sort of like had a sudden heart attack and oh, the guy no. yes Pole man yeah um, yeah Pole I mean loss is loss yeah, even, loss, even, loss. even that many years yeah. ago mm-hmm. but you in, in the article that I've referred to you you sort of fondly you know uh, referred to him and not just by not for the things he said to you, but the things that you watched him doing. Mm. What what are those memories that you remember of your dad? It's interesting. I mean, you don't you don't quite understand how. I'm, and and for him, basically, I mean, I, I attribute almost solely mm. my whole shape up to 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 his influence. Huh? Wow. Uh, is it not like like literally a grounding force? You know, wow. completely. I mean, mm. the, the guy was in my life. I'd have been a completely different guy. Mm. And and my siblings are all the same. You know, so we can all. We reference the exact same point. We said this guy, this guy was just exceptional. Wow! Uh, but the thing is, what I find interesting, especially the way we father now, which mm-hmm. is why I always, always reference back to his methodology. Mm-hmm. I don't quite remember ever having one conversation ever of like, oh, by the way, this is the ten rules to know of how to be a guy. This is what you have to never, never. Like he never, he never uh, laid the law. Laid in terms the law. No, no, no. You got to read this book. I don't want to hear. What's the funny thing you're watching? Nothing, you know, none of that, none of that stuff. 
which is when I realized, and of course now it's testament to reality these days, mm. it's what a man does, not what he says. You know what I mean? The yes. consistency of what he it does. It's, it's really, it's all, it's all in the action. It's what a man does, yeah. not what he says. Yeah. No, no, it's just really what he does. And so, and if you think about when, when you really start grasping your dad's mm. role, you know, mm. you're probably about like seven years old or yes. six or seven. Yeah. They said really, okay, this guy called a father and yes. he's got to start grasping his role. Mm. But what he did, which I, which I found impressive, is that, which is, a, I use the term presencing, mm. I started accompanying really early. Mm-hmm. Now, so by the time I'm eight, you know, I'm nine, ten, mm-hmm. I'm already going to bars. And I started realizing what he was using me for, basically, yes. as a device. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, because he had to meet a lot of guys. Huh? Yes. Uh, and in order to not get stuck in a bar, just because mm-hmm. of now, I realize I'm the same problem. Sometimes yes. you get in the bar and get a throwing your house. Yes. And how, do you, how do you extract? Yes. <laughs> so, like, see, so he's thinking, like, no, I've got my boy in the car. Yes. I've got I can't stay for too long. Yeah. yeah. I can only pass by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, from very early, it sort of really demystified alcohol for me. Mm. So there's no, so I saw him around alcohol. I never saw any delinquency around it. And I never mm. saw any shady behavior. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are no, there are no uh, chiles on the side. No, no. nobody has been fungua. There's not been no conscripted into yes. do some secrecy code. Yes. And, he, and of course, as a man, he was aware. He was mm. no saint for sure, mm. you know, but he was aware of sort of like the power of his example. Yes. You know, and then just the consensus of how he was present at home. You know, mm. this, this is a guy I saw cooking. Um, by the time I was like, you know, when we'd go sharks together, my mom wasn't around. Mm. The guy would be in the kitchen and doing frying stuff. This is what the seventies. No, this is like eighties, man. 80s. This is the late. This is like yeah, eighties. I guess mid eighties, huh? And wow, he's a proper jungle man, you know. Like probably no, we're not talking about any. Mm. This, guy, this guy has no issues, you know. Yeah. He's like he's solid, you know. There's no. There's no confliction here, yes. man. You know, he's a man's man, yeah, yeah, but he's in the kitchen. He's in the kitchen there. He's frying for his boys. Yeah. In fact, we still have this joke once, but the first time we saw him doing, doing pilau, mm-hmm. and when the thing was almost ready, he put the jig on top of the sufri, and we're like, yes. Dad, man, you got it all wrong, man. Like, cheap. The thing is supposed to be the other way around. Mm. But the guy was, that's refined cooking, man. He was yeah. just steaming it prop- yes, properly yes, now. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. So, the guy knew what he was doing. Oh, he it was completely, an art. man. Yeah, art form. But that is a, I mean, a low man. What yeah. do you expect? It's <laughs> going <laughs> to be done to perfection. No, no, no. no. <laughs> do it right, man. We'll go home. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so series of examples mm. in his life, you mm. know, I mean, his sense of modesty, you know, he had this three or four for the longest time, you know, like a three mm. or four Peugeot. Yeah. No basic, I don't even see them on the streets and, yeah. and the roads anymore. Yeah. We uh, had this kind of, yeah, them, had no. this kind this mm. kind of family life for all of 10, 15 years. Wow. But then you can see the sacrifices he had to make mm. in sense of modesty, you know, even where we lived, he always chose like really proper houses that always had enough space for the poor to come in. Mm. So, he made certain very important choices that made our life really comfortable in a way. I yes. mean, for the for the time, huh? Yes. And considering how many people he was covering. Yes. And then, of course, then you think you've got the privilege of exception. The man dies, mm. and the amount of guys who show up in his funeral, mm. all claiming that he was present in their lives, and you're like, wow, any. Explains why the guy died of a heart attack. That's a lot of social <laughs> pressure, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so I understood the privilege immediately. Mm. Um, and so later in life, when I started writing about, um, in the beginning, I was a little bit arrogant about it because mm. I didn't understand. Because I just assumed, like, come on, what do you mean you don't know? Why are you acting a bit? What's this wooziness that I'm seeing? You know, where, where's the spine here? You yes. know, like, you know, where, where's your spineless guys? Then I realized, no, 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 no. I actually had a direct example to give me sort of like I had a true sense of a true north. Mm. You know? Then I realized there's a whole bunch of guys who have who, never who, who had this experience never experienced before. it at all, yeah. So, so then when I started having a little bit more empathy in how I was sort of addressing this issue, then yes. I realized, ah, uh-uh, be careful about imposing your, your experience on, on mm. the rest of the world eh? mm. and be very quick to judge. Eh? And so that really helped me in sort of like uh, refocusing how I articulated this issue. So, mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, I mean, about your dad. And those are just so many things you've talked about, about handling alcohol, about his responsibility Mm. at home. And so using you as a tool to make sure he got home on time. The examples on modesty and even just a role in society. When you realize that he was this man, this father to this many people, and, and from what you say, gather you figured it out at the, at his funeral yeah what did that make you feel it, it was interesting he actually prepared me for his passing now i look at it in hindsight okay you know because um as, as jungles we were 
like most most societies in, in this part of the world, mm. patrilineal. Eh? So you know, so you, the boys, you know, yes, you you hold the land, you, mm. you take care of things. Mm. It's open the rest of my siblings in a family of six. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm um, I'm the fifth born. Eh? Fifth born. Yes. It's, okay. Uh, second last born. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Brothers, sisters, both. One sister and and, and all boys. Eh? Okay. So five boys, one one girl. Eh? Mm. But dad had actually been training me, because literally I was his like wingman. Mm. You know, everywhere we went, the guy would just like sit in the damn car. Let's go. You know, mm. Mm. I never quite understood it. You know, so just mm. sort of you know the the obedient son. You know, who yes. just sort of follow through. Yes. So but so when the guy checked out, I knew everything I had to do. Wow! Like literally, I understood the tradition. And I'm a city-born kid, man. I grew up uptown, you know. Wow. But I knew exactly what I had to do. Mm. So I found myself taking a very interesting role, and this and this I came to understand later through another different cultural experience. Mm-hmm. Of, I found myself taking a father role, even for my mother. Yes, in the you know, home. In the home, you know, yes, it was, yes, it was a very, yeah. it's a very interesting it, thing before because you're a boy. Like, what are you? Mm. But you, it's like you have to step up. Yes, because it's, it's a choice you make. Yes. So you step up into the role, you know. Mm-hmm. You step up in the role, and the moment you step up the role, everybody in the village, within the society, that respects that tradition, mm-hmm. recognize it, and they're lying. Yeah, and they're yes. like, "Oh shit, he could be like all of a uh, twenty years old, eighteen yes. years old, but he stepped up." Yes. So they know, oh, nah, he's the man there now. Mm-hmm. He's he's like they say, yes. he's the father of the home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter whether your mother could be like sixty or something. Mm-hmm. Twenty year old man steps up. Yes. They're like, okay, yeah. because there's certain rules and obligations that you have to follow. Yes. So as a result of sort of my dad's uh, my apprenticeship under my dad, mm. I was able to step up pretty early. Mm. So by the time I'm getting into campus and everything, my head is already completely switched you've different. Switched, you've switched which your is, mind, yeah. Which is why then uh, coming into sort of like back into the city, mm. and like as, as now doing Mantok as I call mm. him, mm. I'm looking at this social confusion, which is then I become very good at sort of like critiquing it. Mm. Because I have I have a different grounding that tells me that no, 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 no. There's a there's a valid gender positioning. Yes. There's your role as a guy. So I'm looking at this fluidness of, of Tao and I'm like, no, but you guys, these roles have a point. Yes. You know, it's not a question of competition. Mm. No, they're actually complementary yes. roles yes. and yes. they have a point. So, so that's what I started rallying against. But the background of that is that I actually had a father who then prepared me for the role of stepping up. Mm. And the one thing he did which I realize is really the the African way, the most important way, mm. is just the power of example. And so what I've learned I've learned from him and what I try and do, it's, it's not all that beautiful talk and the mm. sweet words and mm. the motivational stuff that yes. is really popular now. Just live it. Mm. And everybody who's around you will know. All the young men will just sort of look up and say, "Okay, that's how a man is supposed to behave." Yeah, and they have a they have a sort of like a guide to follow. I think there's too much talk these days of trying to be motivated into you know inspired into manhood. That doesn't work, man. <laughs> Are you guys in the building? <laughs> Next on Living Truthfully. How old is your daughter now? Six months. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 45 now. 45. Yeah. So you're getting your first child at 45. How is that even for you as a man? Let's not even talk about the role first. Just mm. you as a man having your first child at 45. How does that feel? Step up. You know, because in a traditional African setup, even just as recently as when we were growing up in Urban in the 80s here. Yes. I mean, any other random brother could slap the sense back into you if they found you misbehaving. Yes, that's you know? true. Yeah. That's true. So you're a child of the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's the village. So we need to step up because that other method has not worked. This individualism that we picked up, liberalism and all, mm. neoliberalism, it's failed spectacularly. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, good people. Guess what? We, the podcast Living Truthfully, has been nominated for the Bake Awards 2019. Oh my gosh, did you hear that? Please go to vote.bakeawards.co.ke and then find category number 23, which is a podcast category, and vote anchor.fm stroke Amani Maranga. Voting closes on the 30th of May, so we don't have too much time. Go and vote now and then share, share, share. Go, Baker Wads, go! You're a new father. Yeah, man, there's something about. Because first of all, it's a girl. Huh? So. <laughs> first of all, the whole process of 
I mean, you can theorize it, you know, you can, mm. but until you have your own, you really don't know, which is a very humbling lesson for me. You know, mm. you can, you can try and, you know, but until you have your own, you don't know. How old is your daughter now? Six months. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. So younger, how old are you? I'm 45 now. 45. Yeah. So you're getting your first child at 45. How is that even for you as a man? Let's not even talk about the role first. Just mm. you as a man having your first child at 45. How does that feel? Well, it just proves I'm all shooting. I've not been shooting blanks. <laughs> <laughs> all this time. Uh, Were you worried? Like, <laughs> dude, man. Like, no, I'm all right, man. I'm just, I'm just a little bit cautious. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, caution mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. But how does, it, how does it feel? No, I mean... First of all, it's, it's truly humbling, huh? Because mm. that's the miracle of life, you know. Yes, because yes. you, it's especially when you get you hear the people stories of people who have been trying to get children yes. forever. Yes, you know what I mean. And the tragedies that happen around sort of like mm. ch- childbirth related. So it's just, it's the miracle of life. It then is. you start realizing really, this re- you have a very little role in it. I mean, you can try and do, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I provided the seed, you know. But really, there is something deeper. There's just some some union there, you know, that, that mm. union, that Congress, huh? That mm. produces this life, mm. right? And then even when the life is coming as a man, it's just a bystander, you know, there's nothing much you can there. do. Yeah. Just standing there. In fact, now that you bring that up, what what were you, what was going through your mind during pregnancy? Like watching, watching, you know, morning sickness, watching this tiredness. Uh, what like I went through this process where I was trying to bond with my daughter when she was in the stomach by playing music and you know like what yeah I mean what I, 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 I read mind? all that stuff you know playing in here stuff you know I was just trying to reduce her to some proper Wu Tang <laughs> early in the day you know like proper hip hop like, you know, to get the difference you know the kind of music you'll find out here girl yeah. but uh, but but what I, and so there's all that you know yes, like bond. Yes. the thing is that. First of all, pregnant woman is just, it's the best training for patients as a guy. Mm. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's the easiest time to break up. It explains why a lot of guys duck. Yes. You know, like, a woman, that's why the, the proverbial hills. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 know I have a lot, I understood why guys just duck. Mm. So it taught me a lot of patience, you know, because mm. the board is doing things to, especially for a first time mother, yes. you know. You, you're also quite incompetent in, yes. in, in how you can help, yes. you know, short of rubbing her back over mm. and over again, you know. Running up and down in the kitchen yeah. trying to provide. If she the meals. allows you to rub, yeah, back, you know what I mean. Because today it's fine, tomorrow right, it's not. You know? You know? So I think it helped a lot because I was slightly older, so you have a little mm. bit more patience. You yes. don't have, don't have as many distractions mm. as if you are. If I was in my twenties, God knows, man. Ah, God, I'm <laughs> in a bike to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But but you're a little bit more subtle, a little bit. Okay, now you can. Your ego's a little bit more yes. tempered. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. What I found, especially when you go through the whole process, and first of all, six months flies in a flash. Huh? Yes. Or rather, nine months flies yeah, in, a, in yeah, a flash. Yeah, like, before well, you know it, it's done. Before you know it, a lot, yeah. there's a child. But the, the period there of just the bathing process, mm. uh, first of all, just its whole spiritual connotation yes. of just like, damn, you know, the child mm. has mm. come, you know? Uh, and for you, you feel so special that one day before yes. you realize there's a whole nursery full of yes. fathers who have gone through the exact same process, you know, like, <laughs> and you relax the body. Uh, uh, but but what I found now post mm. is how many people it takes up to bring a child. Mm. Like how many hands, you, there's no illusion, it's a village, you know, it doesn't matter, you say I can be the most present dad, mm. mm. the most modern, most mm. hands-on, mm. you, it's a village. Mm. You need a lot of hands, so it's, it's a very humbling process in a way, you know. So you get out of this illusion that I can provide everything for my child, you yes. know, because that's uh, that is how we're socialized as guys. You know? Yes, you're, you're everything. Yeah, everything. And all and be all. Yeah, pop. You know, right? No, then you realize, ah, hang on a minute. It's a whole. So you. So then the whole importance of the role comes into place even more. You've got mm-hmm. to like really understand your role because when a mother starts to bond with a child. Who's this guy? Who's who's this guy again? What's the father? Are you really a role, you know? So in a way, sort of, you find yourself dislocated, especially the first two two years or yes, so. Yes. I'm saying it happened to my buddies. Um, of it's the mother and the child, and, mm. and 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 that's and that's what the focus is. So as a guy, if you're not very careful, you can get very quickly dislocated because mm. you're not quite sure what the hell and my day. Illusion, doesn't yeah, it? yeah. So beyond just okay, bring the meat home kind of yes. basic mm. role. What am I really doing in this household? Huh? Mm. So so then goes back to even a more deeper thing that you spoke into earlier at, at the beginning of the conversation is that sense of sense of knowing who you are mm. beyond just the biology of the physical yes. biology of like yes. okay, no, I'm a guy. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, who am I? Mm. And and then that defines sort of your purpose. 
So then your purpose is not sort of like defined by sort of like events that happen in, in yes, life. Yes. And there will be many events, yes. you know, like transitions of, yes. of backing and yes. death. Huh? Yes. Yeah. And so you're able then to respond appropriately with whatever life th- throws at you. And I find in, in, in the conversation of, of, of manhood, huh? mm. that's, that's what gets lost. I think you, 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 your story sort of alluded to that. I mm. mean, you're, you're very, you've got a very inspiring story mm. of that once you realize your purpose, mm. things that sort of tend to align. Yeah, it's, they, not like, it's, it's not like crap doesn't come your way. Crap, man, it comes, it comes in bus loads. Huh? But, um, but the way you handle it changes. You know what? I want to affirm something you've said. When you know that role and you know, you know, listen, I am the father of this child who at two months does not recognize me. It doesn't stop you from playing that role and Mm. holding that child as a dad would Mm. because the child doesn't recognize you. Because the child is not the one that's validating your role. Your role, exactly. Uh, That's very important. That's very important. And I've seen how that plays out later. Because to be honest, those first two years you've talked about, if you're not present, they show up. Mm-hmm. They show up on the other end, you well, know. Yeah, that's a so you, they, there's payback time. Huh? There's payback time, mm. and when that child is looking at you like, mm, what's, who, who are you again? Why yeah. should I listen to you? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you in the delivery room? Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's blow by blow, man. Really? When I had time to take pictures. Why would you do that to yourself, mm-hmm. younger? Oh, because I'm one of those old school matcha types. So there's no, first of all, we're not phased by blood. Number two, um, uh, we have bled before. <laughs> so, and number two is just that, how the hell would you leave your wife alone? In the most like precious to a whole bunch of strangers for your first child, like happen, you gotta you gotta monitor everything. Like you will be summoned by the elders. Where were you when this was happening? Outside, doing what I should be doing, waiting. No, 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 no. Those guys, but we were socialized differently. So we had to be there blow by blow. I'm looking for a group of men who will agree with me. <laughs> That men shouldn't be in the <laughs> delivery room yeah. at all. No, that's good, man. Because I, I was there for both my children, but yeah. you know, I, I yeah. don't know if I'm going this to one, go the, back. Because this was a C-section, so the emergency C- okay. C-section. Mm-hmm. So either way, I'd have been there. You know, literally, uh, mm. you know, one of those guys was hands out and saying like, where, 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 where am I looking? Where, 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 <laughs> are my hands in the right position? Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> don't look. So, <sighs> so, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't. It was a mix of dread and, and mm. anxiety. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it, you, you, I mean, ultimately, you no, know, we're socialized not to show our yes. anxiety. Yeah? Yes, but there's plenty of that, mm. you know. And then, and then, and then it just goes. Then the whole, the whole defenselessness of the yes. whole situation. Like, yes. what can you do? Yeah, nothing. nothing. Yeah, N- nothing. Yeah. So the most you can just do is just create that reassurance of yes. like, when she looks around, she's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here. here, and I'm yeah, here. And it's and gonna I, be and fine. I, and I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Mm. So what kind of father are you now? I mean, that would be for wife and they need to judge, yeah? um, wife and child to judge. But what kind of father do you think? Yeah, what I'd like if I ever sort of like could you self-promote here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it would be one fortune I have and, and, and it's not something I encourage a lot of guys to get into mm. is that take your time before you get into this whole thing called marriage. Mm. Um, because it's given me a sort of level of of patience and clarity that I obviously didn't have in my late 20s and 30s. Mm. And explains why. At least I had the presence of mind not to subject a woman to that, to my own fumble, you know, state of so yeah, confusion. So than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, so I'm glad, glad for that. So what, hap- what allows that to me is like, I'm a little bit more, I'm present, you know, I feel like I'm really present because mm-hmm. I, I can really count, you know, yes. I've watched teeth cam, I can, I can really count every incident yes. of, my, of, of, my, of, my, of my child's life right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've pretty much been there for my wife at every point that she's mm-hmm. been in. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and it's a, like, it's a real partnership. Mm-hmm. So we really like, we're all in this thing together, like, you know, both hands on deck and yes. we're all like, you know what? And nobody has a sort of like the authority of saying, oh, you know what? Only the mother knows, you know. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I have space in there. Um, That's good. Yeah. So, so, so I'm quite content with with how I'm maybe six months in. So I don't want to be too 
talk too much, you know. <laughs> so some guys here were brought 22, you're like, yeah, let's let's talk in three years, brother. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but that leads to my next question. Um, what kind of father do you want to be? One of the things that um, I'm, I'm very aware of mm. is the mortality, mortality. Yes. Now, I, I understand very clearly that uh, we, we're mortals. You know, we're not here forever. Mm. So if I was to give you like a more concise answer, I'd like the kind of father that my father was, mm-hmm. that even if I was to die tomorrow, you know? God forbid. Uh, God forbid. You know, not touch on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my child or my the people around me could say, wow, he... Man, for those time that he was there, he was there. He was mm. fathering heavily. Mm. So I think to to be completely and completely present in my child's life, huh? basically, and not only a child's life, because the child is a function of also the the unit. Yes, you know what I mean. So it, th- those two things, where I, I don't, I don't, I don't mess out on my dad's obligation to his to my mother. Yes, because that unit was part of that function. Yes, that made and, the father and it makes work. a big difference yeah. in the kind of man that you become, yeah. the kind of father that you become. So, 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 that, so the. Sort of, sort of ideals, sort of very old school ideals of just you no know, playing good old responsibility. Now, I mean, it's not very fashionable these days, but that's what we abide by. Yeah, that's what, what we must be. Yeah, to you know, hopefully change the narrative of this fatherless generation. Which brings me now to a more, you know, let's like a wider society, you know, question. Oyunga, what do we do? I think we just need to step up. You know, like, when there's a crisis, I mean, there's garbage piling up outside your house. I mean, you're still rattling Sonko, you know, like, every day, tweeting the bragger mm. day in, day out. Well, how about you just, like, picked up a wheelbarrow, you know, organized a couple of clowns around your neighborhood mm. and basically took care of that garbage. You know? So in the same way, we got that's the same approach you have to look to fatherhood, you know. We can't go and claim, oh, man, there are no fathers, kids are sort of all spoiled now, there are a bunch of puny softies all over the place. Mm. What are we doing? So you've got to step up, you know. You've 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 got cousins, you've got neighbors who who have got no presence. You know, you've seen some boys in the neighborhood who are just looking lost and glazed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Step up, you know, because in a traditional African setup, even just as recently as when we were growing up in Urban in the eighties here. Yes. I mean, any other random brother could slap the sense back into you if they found you misbehaving. Yes, that's you know? true. Yeah, that's true. So you're a child of the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's the village. So we need to step up because that other method has not worked. This individualism that we picked up, liberalism and all mm-hmm. neoliberalism, it's failed spectacularly. You know, anybody who's watching can just say it's a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to dial back. Go back and step up, like literally reclaim our neighborhoods, reclaim our homes, you know, reclaim our communities. Mm. And so, so men, guys have to, there's too much talk shop. There's too much of guys pointing figures. There's too much of guys waiting for that Baba Messiah kind of. Mm. It's even in our political makeup, you know, like you don't resolve our own problems. Like, yeah. Raila, man, how could you do this to us? Like, so if guys stepped up on the regular, mm. I mean, don't look far, just look around your your neighborhood your neighborhood your, too just look around like a single the, mom in your neighborhood yeah, all those boys you've, you've got some kazo you've got some there's some nephews loosely who are looking for a father figure give mm. the brother a call man call the kid you know take him out for a game you know mm. do something you know like be present and so there's not enough guys doing that it's like men and this is the mistake this is how we're killing the millennial generation that's mm. why they hate us and they're gonna bury us and stab us when they get the chance <laughs> those guys will throw us <laughs> off a cliff when they do fuck my words <laughs> <laughs> is that we're not bringing up the boys it's like we're not present in their lives all we're doing is just berating them and criticizing them I grew up with a series of uncles man from you know by the time I was 10 there were uncles in their teens there were uncles mm. in their 20s there were uncles mm. in their 30s mm. it was a whole series so I had reference points all the way up yes you know what I mean yes. those are urban those are rural ones you know like I could yes. just pick and choose yes now what's happening to these kids is there's no referencing at all because first of all we're not showing up in the lives and when we show up in the lives we're not we, bothering to listen to see where they we are we're criticizing yeah. we're berating them we're calling them names for our flaws basically you know what I mean so we're projecting our flaws on them wow the illusion that we bought into society about what's supposed to take us it hasn't taken us there so what do we do we berate them for not being as as hungry as we are at their age you know that kind of thing yeah you know like it's blaming like the, the older parents blaming your kids for for wearing shoes or you don't know what it felt like to walk bare feet that confusion it's Fanon calls it cognitive dissonance that's where we are dude that is so mind blowing because you're saying that we are perpetuating the problem 
even though we were not the originator of the yeah. problem. You know what what they say? They say hurting people hurt others. Yes. And it's very common in abusive relationships. Yes, yes. You know? That's when you see somebody who's an abuser, mm. they probably were abused. Yes. You know what I mean? And so and if you and if you think about what has happened to us as men, mm. we've been so emasculated and we'll talk about society. Let me yes, put like yes. the easy the easy thing, oh but I blame the feminists. Mm. Which is sort of and, and, I, and I must admit it it was it's how it's projected because it was projected to us as a gender uh, gender battle no? yes but the truth is actually and if you might capitalism this consumer society that we sort of inherited you know uh neoliberalism this bigger political mm, matrixes right. that and we find ourselves colonialism yeah exactly like said, slavery stacking, yeah before that you know stacking these things have basically hit us so hard and we've never been we're not quite acknowledge our trauma Mm-hmm. So what happens is we carry one generation. Hey, you haven't healed, man. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you're taking a redondas uh, to the next, yes, to, to the next generation. No? So we're bleeding on the next generation yeah, for, the, for what hurt us. Yeah, and know. and a lot of this anger that you're seeing getting exploded, and, and it's and it's been spotlighted by the media quite well. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a big case of the suicides in, in, in Yandara mm-hmm. recently. A BBC yes. did a feature. Yes, I had some issues the way it was profiled, but nonetheless, the reality is that. Men are not coping too well, right? No, we're not. It, it's, 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 it's not limited to Kenya. I mean, you can, you, you can draw a red line across the whole world. Uh, it's happening to, to all men. But the thing is that until we start acknowledging what's killing us, mm. you know, until we start acknowledging what's killing us, we have no way of resolving it. And we have lost one fundamental thing. It's just basically the, the journey towards the self. That whole, this journey that you've gone through, mm-hmm. this thing that you've been, I mean, life has sort of forced you to, 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 sort, to of sort of look inwards and, and, and self-awareness and looking looking for that core. But imagine if deliberately as communities, because we now we have a loss, we have no rights of passage. Yes. Our rights of passage are what? Getting a beer, getting laid, you know, yeah. like getting your first job, driving exactly. the car. Yeah. I mean, like all material external things. Yes. Nothing not, nothing internal. Huh? Nothing builds you. Yeah, from not, the, nothing from the, from the inside. inside yeah. yeah. So, so when the material then is extracted from you, the, the man is fleeing there. There's not, nothing to hold on to. Mm. So imagine if we sort of redialed, and we have a chance to now mm. as a society. I mean, because societies have rebuilt themselves. Yes. You know? We have countless histories throughout, stories, examples throughout of history. Of As a society, we just stepped back and we said, 100 years from now, anybody who identifies as a Kenyan man mm. is going to be solid because we have learned from our past. Yes. Yeah. And the one thing that we have failed to acknowledge and the one thing, and for all those men who have survived, is that mm. you've got to do the internal journey, man. You've got to work on the self. There's no way the around it. You've man. got to acknowledge that there is a problem. problem. Yeah. You've got, to, you've got to accept it, man. I'm with you. Yeah. And then you've got to understand the power of the collective. Mm-hmm. You know, we... It's we're we're a community, you know. Mm. What I mean, this this whole individualism thing it just has to die. I mean, look, this whole I, and it it's become an expression of our lives. Look at all these gates, you know. Look at all these walls. Look at all. I mean, we've become so dislocated from ourselves. So with this, we're in a city of four million, mm. and people you've now found they're more single poor at any time in our history than ever. It's four true. million people, man. I mean, like stuck in this city. People are still wondering about where have the men in Nairobi gone to? They're no men. I mean, it's just you don't know your neighbor. It's nuts, and and short of short of a tragedy of sorts, you know, there's a fire, or something, you know, I don't know. That's when you all come out. Come out. I don't know. So it's it, we just have to reboot the way we live life, yeah, because that's that's what's killing us. Wow. Yeah, and then what happens when it kills us? It's it's. Uh, Mutani, this have this very one of some guy called Kanare from Madara gave me this very interesting story. Mm. So you're just telling me like these social issues, you've got to fix the individual. If you fix the individual, you start to fix the families. You fix the families, you start to fix the societies. You know, and you know because we, we're trying to diagnose what is the problem. You know, we're looking like mm. what's the dissertation of Madari men? Mm. What's going on? Because mm. I was doing some work there. And they're saying, you've got to fix the individual. But the individual cannot be fixed in isolation to society. Mm. So what happens, and, it's, and you're saying that ultimately when you really have a real acute awareness of what's happening, we all become social activists. Because you can't talk about a social individual without divorce from the social conditions sure, that create yeah, those that individuals. Living in, yeah. yeah. So in a way, we all end up becoming activists in a sense that, and never in the sort of overt way that we think of activism, in a sense of just being aware of the condition of your fellow man. 
Mm. And once you aware of the condition of a fellow man, then you realize actually to help him, I've got to be in solidarity with the problems that put him in that condition. Because what has happened now as we operate from a point of privilege is that we keep on exceptionalism. Oh no, if those guys just worked hard enough. It's the same racial problem. The state is the same racial man. problem in South yeah, Africa. Yeah. In Kenya, it's a class problem. Yes. So we tend to undermine lower class men mm. for their spates of rage. But we don't, we, there's nothing said about upper class men. I mean, once in a while you hear a guy shooting, taking a gun and taking it down on his people. Yeah. He's never psychoanalyzed as crazy. Lower class men, oh, the, I can't even use the words now. Cause it's just, which is why my work then changed dramatically. Because mm. I was very good at sort of concentrating on the problem. Mm. And the nature of, of, of being a newspaper critic is that. Mm. What is the problem? What is the problem? Can I identify the problem? Mm-hmm. And now we talk about the solution. Like how, do, okay, now you have told us this problem with men or the problem with women for that matter. Mm-hmm. Or the problem with society for that mm-hmm. matter. How do so we get what? out of it? So what? Yeah. yeah. So great. Wow. Bravo. You know, critics, you know, perfect. Talk talk shop, soapbox. How do we get out of it? Mm. And more and more, I've, I've seen now, we've got to build cohesive communities. I mean, there's something that WhatsApp has done, which is one of the few advantages of, of technology that I can point out. Mm. If it's a funeral, WhatsApp brings people together. You know, we're all there. Yeah, we're at this point of we're just storing changos and yes, listing yes. ourselves there and shaming ourselves for not contributing enough. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's a the, sense the, of There's a social cohesion yes, happening yes, there. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? There's a social sanction happening yes, there. Yes, yes. And, and, those, and those are good signs. But you see, those are what we have to build up on. But it's, it can't only be that. Is that we also have to then look at the injustices that are oppressing us as a people and start to actually articulate these problems, like, completely. Mm. So we can't be... We can no longer be bystanders, you know? Like, we can't be in that safe zone. Oh, no, no, I can't agitate. Oh, because mm. no, 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 no. Because I don't want to re- spoil my point of privilege yes. or my point of comfort. Yes. No, no, no. People have to speak out. Just because it hasn't got to you yet... Doesn't mean it's not coming. Coming. And trust me, man, when you see your brother's house burning, man, you know, like, you know, yeah. like, start to pay attention. Yeah. Because that fire flies, man. Yeah. It spreads. The Swahili had a saying yeah. for it, uh, something mm. about Ukiona. Menzaka and honest to finish this conversation, just on the same, on, the, on, a, on a very similar note or, you know, same tone, it said in your article that there was, you mentioned three US presidents that had you know, the father agenda as part of their policy agenda. And you you did say something I'd never thought about, that in our political space, in our policy space, there's nothing about fathers that's being spoken about. Mm. It's not something that Kenyatta has spoken about. You know, it's not, I I, I don't know if Kibaki did. Certainly not, not that we we said anything on record. (laughs) What, What do we need to do from a policy space? that, you know, starts to bring this conversation to a national agenda? That's a good question. I, I think one of the things is, first of all, to acknowledge that it's a problem. Because mm. we, look, we look at the fatherless problem as sort of like a male problem. You mm. know, like, and, and, and when I say a male problem, like, it's sort of like a genetic problem. Mm. You're, you're troubled because you're born male. Mm. You know, like, in, inherently yes. a problem. Yes. What we're forgetting is the communication that is giving to our boys. Mm. You know, a whole bunch of boys were thinking, oh shit, you know, I've got a problem just because I am, I've, mm. I've got balls and, mm. you know, and, and, and I'm slinging, you know, I'm, that's already a problem. No. So, so first of all, we have to decide, we have to understand that fatherlessness is a problem mm. in the sense of that having no fathers in homes, there's consequences to this. And there's lots yes. of, um, and so we, and, and yes, as, as much as we respect, there's an ideal mm. in terms of, fathers yes but then to go further mm-hmm. is that why are the fathers not why are the fathers not appearing in the home or why are fathers like absent from their homes or why mm. are fathers checking out mm. in the rate that they're and to tie it into the social dislocation that's happening mm. which means we need more ethical governorship mm. you know like people just literally have to be ethical mm. in a way that these guys don't quite have been completely unable to mm, mm. to com- comprehend you know because you can't separate the two it's a governance issue when you have a society that's complete that oppresses its 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 uh its its citizens mm. you know state violence is visited on the strongest and yes. if you look at so any the, society so the men yeah as well yeah. yeah so so they become the receivers of of, the, of that violence sankara had the perfect knowledge i can't quote it word for word but if i sort of paraphrase it mm. it was that there's a very small portion of men 
you know, a very sliver literally of men mm. oppressing all other men who become sort of like the working class men. Yes. And these working class men been unable to oppress back, they now oppress their own families, their yeah. own wives, their yeah. own children, you know, and and and, and down the line. Yes. You know? So so the, you can't divorce the whole power structure from it, the whole political structure, the whole mm. social structure. Mm. That has to be engaged with. Now, to expect government to do it is living in fallacy. Yes. So it has citizens who have to wake up and say, hey, 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 boss, we're taxpayers. These are our demands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if we don't do that, then we have a generation of basically dislocated kids. And it's good. It's, I mean, we already have it. Yeah. And it's going to get worse. Worse. So it's just people have to step up and say enough of this nonsense. Mm. Yeah. It's like, how are we living? You know, like, what is the point of our lives? You know, and you can only do that if you've done your own internal work. So then you give guys a sense of guidance mm. to be out, to to get out of their quagmire as well. You're, you're yeah. right. You're, yeah. tell, you're telling us re- recognize that there's a challenge, yeah. society-wise, but also with ourselves. Yeah. You're saying work on yourself, do self-work, but you're also saying step up. Yeah. Step up into that father role. Step up into you know the man role in your society, and you're saying let's also put our government and our leaderships into account for the kind of policies that we need to make sure that our men are back at home. Call them out and call yeah. them out. Yeah. You know what? The revolution might not be televised anymore. <laughs> the revolution might be on a podcast. Yeah. Oyunga, thank you. No, thank you for the opportunity, man. Thank you so much as well. Mm. Your daughter will listen to this one day. <laughs> so she's like, oh, what, my what do you want her to remember? I, I think it goes back to, it goes back to to the I think the theme of your podcast, mm. and then that was a man who was living truthfully, living you know? truthfully. And 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 for me, that really is, and like really pursuing your truth in all its dimensions. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and and understanding that. You're a product of the society. You mm. know what I mean, it's all its flaws. You know, mm. so it's you're obligated to make it the society that you wish to see your children live. So put in the work because we're stepping on other people's shoulders. People clear the path for us. Mm. I mean, the sort of privileges that we have here, waxing kizungu kizungu mingi. It was work sacrifices. I mean, those blood certain like yes. what our grandfathers did, but it was completely total commitment. They moved yes. an entire generation into the middle class. Yes. And so what are we doing for the next generation? What is our commitment for the continuum? And and that's what I hope to do is like we continue to live our truth so that those who come after us mm. can then enjoy the privileges that we bequeathed to them. Yeah. Miss Pala, you heard it from your dad. Mm. Live truthfully, just like he did. Mm. And for you who's listening, the man who's listening, join me in stepping up. Join us in stepping up. Stepping up to our dad role, stepping up into our man role, into our societal role, stepping up into calling out um, our leadership and calling out our political spaces. Step up and be the man that you were created to be. Be the man that you're supposed to be. Be the father to that generation underneath you, not even under, I mean, around you. And whether you have your own children or not, like Oyunga said, you can be a father. I don't know what more to add to this. <laughs> so see you on the next episode. This is Living Truthfully. <laughs>